come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. Come on. Kind of. I mean, was, oh, oh yeah, that was. What's up with Nick Cage opening movies in diners? Like yeah. drinking. Like, like this one. What was the other one you said that we watched? Drive this, Angry. Yeah, Drive Angry and The Wicker Man. Yeah. Like all start with like non sequitur like diner openings that really don't make any sense for the rest of the movie. Like this one made the most sense because that's where he meets. Jessica Beale in that right. whole weird creepy scenario. Oh, the but, yeah. aging in that movie is <laughs> very bad. Uh, and just even the way that like he approaches her, like the whole thing of like him being able to see into the future and so like him getting rejected by her like multiple times. But, but like, that goes into my biggest problem with the movie is like, is, is he actually doing these things or is he just playing out in his mind the possible different things? Yeah. Because either the things happen or they don't, but the movie has it both ways. Yeah, like the one where it's like he like is like dodging the bullets, but it's like him seeing in the future, but then like him still having an empty clip at the end of it where it's just like, yes that like was the, that was the most the egregious bullets. one yeah but <laughs> this is like actually not supposed to be happening like and why wouldn't it just be right yeah, it, when was... they introduce like the whole multiplicity man element of his superpower <laughs> it's like what does that even mean yeah I don't know the, <laughs> like, the representation of him seeing two minutes in the future gets like starts to get very uh, liberal like, <laughs> and just loopy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah as a result no, oh, yeah. Speaking of speaking right. of movies. loopy, are we ready? Shit. Hey, hey, everyone! <laughs> Welcome to another episode. It's a special episode of I Want You to Watch This because it's an episode of What the Fuck Was That? <laughs> yes. um, very, very special episode. I am your host Dennis, and I'm joined by my uh, equally confused co-hosts Colin and Craig. Colin, how are you? I'm good, Dennis. I'm uh, glad to be a part of your. Uh, Hong Kong Cavaliers. Yeah. Hey, Craig. Yeah, the like movie about like a quote unquote very quote unquote like half Japanese man yeah. who's like in the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Like the the um uh band part of that whole thing of like him it reminded me of Miami Connection. Like, there's like so many other movies from like the shitty movies that we watched that like remind him that are in this movie that like. Well, I think that's like why this movie is what it is, is because so many other movies like use things from this movie. Like, it's heavily referenced in a lot of things. Yeah, I could see that. Um, like, I just I just saw uh, Ready Player One yesterday, and it's like there's like a very like you know big scene where it's like a very big nod like in direct reference to Buckaroo Banzai. Okay. Uh, and so it's like one of those things where, um, like I was kind of like reading a little bit and it was like when it was first, when it first came out, it was not well received. Uh, yeah. And it didn't like gain like a cult following until it was released on VHS. And then like, you know, like 90s kids gonna 90s, you know, like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or 80s kids gonna 80s yeah. too. Because like, that's like a whole thing of uh, this weird appreciation for, uh, 
like the art of things just for being the art of it as opposed to like its actual like what it's talking about which let's talk about which, what this which, movie is about yeah because normally we would like go through the plot like somebody would sum up sum up the movie i think we're going to be sitting here trying to figure out what the hell that was yeah oh like, yeah so so yeah like based on like the like exposition dump like kind of like an hour into the movie what we kind of like i kind of like finally was like okay i think this is what's going on here yeah and so yeah. it's like please explain yeah. this well so it's like <laughs> buckaroo banzai who's like a scientist he's rock a star. neurosurgeon yeah neurosurgeon rocket scientist rock star who has a comic book like has a comic book series within the world of this movie um does like this experiment and essentially figures out uh like how to phase into like what is referred to throughout the movie as the eighth dimension okay and so it's the that's where these aliens have been existing for all of this time they've been trapped there and because he enters this eighth dimension like they are now like after him to try and figure it out so they can get out of the eighth dimension and back to like their home planet and so it's like the red electroids and then the which are the bad ones and then like the black electroids who are like these rastafarian aliens and so like this like they have like this whole like back history of like the war that they went through and so that's about as far as I can go, but I, I feel like there's I want to one... like punch you for explaining well, <laughs> like, the words you use. To I know. Explain. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting here and I'm like, I'm, I'm hearing the words that you're saying and I'm understanding them, but I'm like irrationally angry. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. Well, because I feel like there's like one line that sums up this entire movie and it is, and it's within the movie and it's, why is there a watermelon there? I'll tell you later. Yeah. Like, I feel like that really just it, sums it, up it this explains entire this movie. movie. <laughs> why is there a watermelon there? But oh, it I, doesn't I, matter. I think it was trying to be like a political satire because like about like the Red Scare. Yeah. Because when you mention that, it kind of makes sense. And, yeah. And then with like John Lithgow being all like uh, Stalin-esque. Like, yeah, he's like half movie. Stalin, half Mussolini because he's like Italian, like very like stereotypically Italian. Like, oh, what's the matter with you? And uh, right. oh, yeah, I get the thing. And the, yeah, da bada boom. Like, <laughs> right. he's very like, like chewing every scene oh, like type eating of like it yeah. alive. <laughs> so yeah i think it was like this like allegory for like communism and the red scare and i don't know if it was like for or against like that was the thing that like never really came across well like, because this movie was all over the fucking yeah. place like i mean if you can call it a movie like um uh I, i'm reminded by uh, like brotherhood of the wolf for like how scatterbrained this movie is yeah you know, where it's just, it feels like it's almost like a whole season of television that's like strung together where it's like but they I, cut out all of the tissue that makes it make sense. Yeah, and but it's I like, feel like Brotherhood cool of the Wolf like made sense. Like, it, like there was, oh, yeah. It was there a was, lot and it was, was hard to keep least, track of, but like... There was a storyline in Brotherhood yeah. of the Wolf. <laughs> this is just like disconnected nonsense. I, right. I only wrote down like three things. Here, keep, keep talking. I got to grab my notes. <laughs> I wrote... Opening text, like a narrative. Like oh, the that. Chiron. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, what is happening? <laughs> and every three minutes, what the fuck? <laughs> that's just the pace of it. It's like every three minutes, something else comes on screen that makes you be like, what the fuck is going on? Or really? <laughs> yeah, no. I, at one point, I just wrote, this movie is pure cocaine. Like, it is just... <laughs> just madness like, and it, chaos. Like, it is... I would say that it is a um, 
acid trip inside of a fever dream. <laughs> yeah. Is what this movie is. I mean, that to be kind about it, like <laughs> it's it's inexplicable. I mean, it has yeah. a lot to explain for itself. Like what it's trying to do, <laughs> who this character is, like what they're doing from A to B. Or know. who any of his like comrades are. Like aside from Jeff Goldblum, who's like the only one who they establish really what his skill set is or yeah. what he adds to the group. He's just got all these guys with him that come around with him on his bus and they like seem to run the world somehow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, cuz they like, yeah, at one point it's like they're like hack like the president's like secure line or something like that or like they get like a direct line to the to the president right and he's just like oh well if it was anyone other than like buckaroo bonds i i you know like lock him up or like you know like i put him in a crazy bin and, and it's and like how is he like the foremost expert on like everything and also just like the most powerful person in the world right and and he <laughs> he plays in a medium okay band yeah. that's like performs in like tiny bars yeah you know? okay. and, and, and like 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 the president for example you know is is elaborately elaborately has back problems like yes he's like strapped to like this rotating suspension suspension like, yeah. bed contraption yes. that like, and for no reason and they don't explain it no there's no like there's no like injury that you well, see him yeah, take. like nothing is given any sort of like backstory and so nothing really ever or has context. any payoff yeah no and so it's just like yep no like buckaroo bonsai plays in a band and and Somehow, like Penny Pretty is there, who's like the twin of his like long his, lost like or his, his like dead wife or like yeah like it's she's like the I don't think it was long, I think she like died I think she died yeah like, yeah I, it was like I think she like yeah but the, but it was like but she like but like Penny Pretty who he keeps calling Peggy but it's never like referenced if like that was like his old no wife's you're name. just left to it's assume like that's why they, that, that's if that's why he keeps like referring to her as peggy instead of penny right. which is her name and it's just wow like there's just so little that's explained and it's just like here it all is right and it just yeah again like fever dream like acid cocaine just and, and 80s madness. that character penny pretty yeah is insane yeah is insane like fucking insane <laughs> this is like i, I okay, feel like like everyone went to like the, the writers like went to the Stan Lee school of like naming people like like yes <laughs> it is very yeah Penny is introduced as like their Buckaroo Banzai and his band are having this concert and he stops in the middle of a song saying is there somebody who's not having a good time right yeah. and then it's like there's this woman who's crying because she's like out of money in this city and whatever like pulls and a then, spotlight then on pull, her yeah he puts a spotlight on her and it's like bring her a mic and it's like you're like oh this and, is like what the but, hell yeah the fact that she just turns out to be like the identical twin of like and but, she doesn't even remember but then he starts singing uh, like a jazz standard to her and she like cheers a little bit then she pulls out a gun she holds it to her head and then she turns it away from her head and just fires it into no, the air no she doesn't turn it away from her head someone bumps into her and knocks it away like she yeah. was going to like shoot herself in the head and then someone like bumps into her and like knocks the gun like in another direction and it fires off yeah and then like, she gets arrested and he goes and gets her out of jail so that she can join oh, like, his crew everyone has guns too like, Ever like, oh that's as, right like, as the, that happens, goes like, off. the entire band pulls out guns like everyone just like everyone pulls out a gun like, yeah. fucking deep 
It, I mean, you know, that's, you know, good guy with a gun, you guys. Like, yeah, just, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's the good guy they're, with they're the gun. They're in Texas, too, yeah. right? Yeah. God. Yeah. Like, from the, from the moment go, like, what is going on? Well, even, like, that opening text doesn't make any sense. No. no. Like, you, you start reading and you're like, no. I recognize these words. Right. But, like, like in that combination, they don't mean anything. Right. You just learned that Buckaroo Banzai can do it all. Who's what, like 80s Cillian Murphy? Like, oh, it's uh, he's actually Robocop. Oh, he is, yeah, yeah, that's right. Looks a lot like Cillian Murphy. Yeah, I was like, I was, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where the opening Chiron has been both so necessary and so useless. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> it, it was like we definitely needed that, like for any sort of context, but then at the same time, it provided none of that, like, <laughs> right? But then it dumps you into this like desert research kind of setting, yeah, something out of like the right oh, stuff. Yeah, okay, well, it's like the whole there's the yeah, research like, thing, but also he's performing a brain surgery, and then they cut from right performing is, the brain surgery. To he, now he's in the car. Right. Yeah. Well, was he doing the surgery on site? <laughs> Who knows? Or in real well, I mean, yeah, it's like his like whole like he's got like a surgical facility and his like rocket right. space testing. But you know, so anyway, it's all in the same. It's all in the same compound. Yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah, the, the same Buckaroo Bonsai grounds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and and so then he's he's testing this vehicle. What is he testing? Right. So yeah, I think it's just. They're, they don't tell, like, why, like, what the purpose of this experiment is. No. They just say, like, the result was that but, he, like... But, so so it's, like, going, like, it's a speed test, right? Yeah. And then, like, and then he's, like, coming back, right? And well, then, yeah, because... And then he, like, veers off, and everyone's like, Buckaroo Banzai, come back, come back, Buckaroo. And, it's, and he's not. He's, like, ignoring them. So it's, like, what were they testing in the first place? Yeah. Why is he stealing this equipment now? And then, like, he goes through the mountain. Yeah. And then... Well, he drives in, like, towards the mountain, and he, like, kind of vanishes, and he goes into, like, the weird... Eighth dimension dimension space. And then he comes back out of it on, like, the other side of the mountain. Right. Yeah. And and then the movie totally forgets the whole beginning part. Like, it... it, it, I hate this movie. <laughs> I feel like, and, and I, I, I think you said you asked like if this was like a, based on a comic book, which yeah. I could one hundred percent be seeing it based on a comic book. It's not. It's just, this is like it's not I, as far as I've been able to find. Like, there's no context for this. And so, book. is it written by the director? Like, uh, is this I, a like a brainchild? Yeah, I think this was like just uh, essentially just fueled by cocaine. Like, I, uh, okay. I don't really. I mean. It's the- I think it was someone who read like a lot of comic books, like because like the beginning like feels like both the beginning of uh, like the Hulk origin story and also like the Green Lantern origin story as far as like you know like the ace pilot like charismatic badass guy who's like you know shuns the rules and you know like during the testing like some weird thing happens and like in this case it was like they went through the eighth dimension but you know in Green Lantern it's like he gets you know, has, like, a big crash. But I just feel like it's, like, so much comic books and cocaine is, is what I feel was the fuel for this movie. Comic books and cocaine. <laughs> or maybe like, even, like, manga, because it's, like, it's weird, like, how he's supposed to be, like, half Japanese. They have, like, all of this, like, Asian, like, all of these like Asian like visuals and uh, inspiration that's taken from it, but at the same time, and it's he, like this, he like, does mishmash. have like one Japanese scientist who works with him. Yeah, yeah, but it's like yeah, also like this like weird mishmash hodgepodge of like 
Asian things. Yeah. We just love, we love Asian things. We love comic books. And it's like this like weird mishmash. And it's like, what is happening? I just, I just wanted to know what was it, it, happening. It constantly. It gets further complicated when we start following John Lithgow. And like, okay, first John Lithgow is a scientist in the 30s who's trying to create this dimensional travel thing and then he fails but then he's in a insane asylum now so and I, <laughs> so he was apparently supposed to have been possessed by one of the aliens so it's like that's right. not like that's not the original like uh what was it doctor uh so like he's like john he's one of the johns now but his right. original name was like Doctor something or other. Yeah, and so like that. And so like, who cares? And so like, yeah, like his original. He, he was originally, uh, so he becomes John Wharton, but he was originally what was his name? Doctor Wharton. Oh God, because he's double credited in the movie too. Oh. And, and so like, yeah, so he's like supposed to be possessed by one of these like alien spirits, which is why he then like starts, why he's like, uh, like trying to like further the agenda of the aliens, but he's like, still looks like a human. It's, it's Lord John Warfen is what he's credited, but uh... yeah. Um, Dr. Emilio Lazardo. Okay. That, that's, that's his other okay. name. Yeah. Okay. And, and so and, that was, and that was said like a couple times. Yeah, but it's and that's but like you're. It's hard to really even remember anyone's name or any detail from this movie because your mind is so scrambled trying to make any kind of sense out of any moment of it. Yeah. Well, and not to mention like there's just the worst, like there's this element of like a like a middle school comedy going on, you know, like with the names. Yeah. You know? like, well, like, yeah. Like John Big Bootay. Yeah. You know? And John Smallberries. Yeah. And like, Smallberries. Yeah. And there's another one that's really stupid. And then like the whole thing where it's like, well, we're not in the eighth dimension. We're just over New Jersey, you know? And it's like all of these like, Hey, New Jersey. Yeah, so yeah. A bunch of things like there were moments where it was like, is that supposed to be a joke? <laughs> like, so I, yeah, I, so, I, so yeah, here's some of the names. we got Buckaroo Banzai, right. Emilio Lazardo. Uh, Penny Pretty, General Catbird, yeah, Rawhide, uh, Reno Nevada, Perfect Tommy, uh, Sydney Zweibel, that was John, Jeff Goldblum, Pinky Carruthers, like yeah, it's like totally just like <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna sit down in the writers' room and just like come up with some cool names, and then it's like you could tell that they were like oh that one's really clever like oh that one's really cool like oh, oh yeah, yeah like and, and you could just like feel that because especially like there was like a moment where it was like uh. John Lithgow when he's like torturing a penny he's like a penny for your thoughts and it's oh, like yeah. you know like that line like that line is probably like written and then like the name came after like I, that's yeah. like one of those things where I just feel like these are the moments that they were just like oh that one's gonna fucking kill. that's gonna be great it's like like, <laughs> like written like written by like Batman and Robin you know yeah like, exactly like, like yeah whoever like one of the writers from this movie probably ended up on like the Zemeckis uh was that no uh Schumacher. Shoemaker. Yeah. Shoemaker. Uh uh <laughs> Batman and Forever, like writing for exclusively for Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, um I found this movie exhausting. 
Um, I was glad when it was finally over. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we didn't even watch the like music video portion over the end credits because we were kind of like, no, we're like credits, you know, we're done, I'm done. <laughs> it's just too disjointed, you know. Like I'm a fan of like weird sci-fi worlds, you know. Yeah. And this was working on building a pretty interesting sci-fi world, but like it was just so disjointed. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I didn't know what the Slee Stack aliens were. Like they've just annoyed me. Like yeah, it just there was yeah there was never enough like consistency to actually like yeah for me to actually like give a fuck about any of these characters. Like it was like, at every at every moment they were just like turning these wild corners that they never took really the time to like be like hey let's maybe like establish some of these like character relationships. Yeah, and like let's maybe or establish let's even like some establish a character or, or stakes or. Or any sort of semblance of, of a plot. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, right. the, the whole time, I have no idea what was going on. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, that's why I feel like they definitely, like, needed to explain that, like, the hour in where they have, like, one of, like, the, the one black Rasta electrodes. lady, yeah. like, on the video thing. Yeah. Explaining what's going on. But even her explanation was, like, tiresome and difficult to understand. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, we have a we have a a sponsor uh, this week. A Ooh. little commercial break coming up, um, and we'll take that, and then we'll come back and wrap up this review, and then bring you some recommendations. Um, all right. So, a word from our sponsor. Yes, uh, this week's sponsor is Insomnia. <laughs> Welcome to the waking nightmare of every bad decision, slip of the tongue, missed comeback, mistaken reference, forgotten name, and awkward exit, all underscored by that song that you hate and can't get out of your head now insomnia have a good night all right oh thank Ooh. you insomnia yeah, yeah that's I, mean, so... I guess i mean i mean i'd like of... to thank insomnia for having you know eight seconds of a song stuck in my head forever yeah it's... yeah just repeating on loop it's always fun <laughs> um but yeah i'm glad we're pulling in some more sponsorships um it's a it's you know it's good that we're growing you know in the second year of i want you to watch this so yeah it's exciting um, but yeah, back to our review. Um, I just wanted to kind of talk about uh, real, real quick about how stacked this movie is. Everyone's in yes. this. Everyone's <laughs> fucking in this movie. Everyone from mm. the '80s is in this freaking movie. And, and people who are like are bigger deals now, like are oh in yeah, this, like who... honestly, I'm like, <clears throat> how did any of you, other than Jeff Goldblum, work after this movie? <laughs> because right, <laughs> it's it's not, and it's not even that they're like. It's not that they're bad. It's just that this movie is so bad that, like, I I was like, how can you make me dislike John Lithgow? Like, I love John <laughs> Lithgow. Like, Third Rock from the Sun has, like, always been, like, my jam. Like, right. I loved him in Dexter. Like, even as a bad guy, like, he was, like, really compelling. Yeah. And I was like, this movie, I was just like... I got really tired of him. <sighs> he, really, he really wore me out. And he's also, like, disappears from the movie for, like... 40 minutes oh yeah you totally forget he's in it so uh, there was a point where colin said that like oh yeah fucking john lithgow yeah. <laughs> uh jeff goldblum's in this movie christopher lloyd is in this movie um clancy brown is in clancy this movie, brown is in this dan movie. hedaya is in this movie yep Vincent Chiavelli, or however you say his name yeah Chiavelli. one of those other character actors who's in a million seen him in everything yeah <clears throat> um but yeah there's like you, you see the opening credits and you're like, oh, oh my God. Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad is yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's that's weird. 
<laughs> that's weird to me I, I mean i i hadn't heard about this movie until i think you brought it up like a few about like what four or five months ago yeah like one of my coworkers uh yeah. was like tell, saying that we should watch this but and... for like probably shitty movie night right uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. actually she really likes it but <laughs> she, there's also some other things that like you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't agree on yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so i mean i think this would be an excellent movie honestly for um how did this get made to cover just because oh yeah what's in it yeah although i think june would be too upset by it in general so i think they would have to do it (laughs) as a she would hate this movie yeah (laughs) I, i think i don't know if she would be able to finish watching this yeah i think she'd be bothered by it um i'm bothered by it yeah i mean I mean, it's not. There's nothing. It's not offensive. I wouldn't say it's an offensive movie. No, it's just except for the. It, like, it's it, like you said. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's a time vampire. Well, there was like one point where it was like John Lithgow was like doing like his like big like Stalin Mussolini speech, and he's like, "The blacks are taking over." Oh right, like, they're everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and it's like he's referring to like the aliens yeah. who are also all portrayed by like black people. So right. I mean, again, like over the top black people. Yeah, too, and like. Like, oh, yeah, I got to talk to you about the right, right Banzai man. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like, like the oracle the level like, that yeah. I don't think any of the people that were, like, supposed to be portraying Jamaicans were actually Jamaican. And, like, their accents were not convincing. Nah. Like, no. I was like, if any of these people actually are Jamaican, I apologize. But, like, <laughs> I don't know if you were just, like, knowing what you were doing in this movie. Or, and, or like, you just, were like, just doing your own accent and the director was like, no, you got to go broader. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, like, none of these people were actually Jamaican. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's like the like oh, more urban, you know. Like, no, like you, got, you got to just go big on the Jamaican. Go like, bigger, bigger, yeah. bigger, yeah. bigger. Um, for some reason, this movie really reminded me of the Star Wars Christmas special. I don't know why. Kind of. Like, I, I, I get like a little bit of that vibe. Maybe just like the fucking like. I feel like I I want my time back. <laughs> you know yeah like when the first 30 minutes or so of the star wars holiday special right. is the wookies talking to each other with no subtitles yeah in wookie <gasps> yeah yeah <laughs> yes. <laughs> listeners out there if you have not seen the star wars holiday special it's on youtube and it's you will never see anything this insane. Maybe just like, put it on the background or something. Like I feel like it's one of those things you can like start watching and be like, okay, oh, I, I get what this is, and then just would, kind of like I would say walk wa- away and have it watch on the background. it, but watch it in chunks. Like yeah. don't don't sit down and watch the whole right. thing. Yeah, like when you're like <laughs> you'll go you'll go crazy. When you're like really sick and you have like no other options. You're really bored. Yeah, and like you heard about it and you want to yeah. get the reference. If you got like the flu, yeah. Like, if you've got yeah. the flu, like you know, like three degree fever. Yeah. You're already like, there. Yeah. You know, might as Star well Wars Christmas just special ride for you. that fever dream. <laughs> that is the time. Seize your moment, seize people. Your, seize <laughs> your moment. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say a similar thing for if you want to watch Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo just Bonsai. do it at a time when yeah. you're like, uh, yeah, I, I have time to waste. Yeah. Like <laughs> snow days. You yeah. know, like if you like literally like cannot leave the house. Like right. Just like absolutely nowhere else to be, and like no o- other options or opportunities to do anything else. Like, sure, watch Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, and or I mean, I've... I I can actually see why I can see people like getting enjoyment out of it. Like, cause 
it is like wild and insane and like fucking bonkers. And, and it looks like, pretty good. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, come on, honestly, guys. If we if fucking how did this get made? Got a hold of this movie before we did? Then we would probably be watching it on Friday instead of Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, and and laughing our asses off and throwing shit at the screen and being like, "What the fuck was that?" You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it would be totally different. But since we're scrutinizing it, it's like, yeah. But uh, but I think. That might be the way that people like it, though, is they like to watch it as a thing of like, look how crazy this is. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, like, oh, yeah. it's like the room. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, cult it's, movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. <clears throat> it's very, yeah, it's very much in that vein of so not good, but entertaining. How did you feel about the main character, like Buckaroo Banzai? Like, I felt like, it, I mean, well, we can maybe save this because we, we're thinking about doing like a little special where we kind of do something different. And yeah, I feel like, but if I were to like recast this movie mm. with anyone, uh, it would be Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah. I would love for Keanu Reeves to be Buckaroo Banzai. Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> I feel like if they ever do a remake, which I honestly pretty cut, they don't, but <laughs> right. Just pet Keanu Reeves in that. Cause and, he's Valerian. Is that why? Um, no, it's just like I don't know. Like, first of all, like Keanu Reeves actually is like you know like actually has like Asian heritage. Like, yeah, and which this, <laughs> which uh, which Peter Weller does not. Yeah, no, yeah, and like second of all, like I think he would bring like some of like the charisma, like it, like because even when like at his like flattest, like most like like or least affected, like. Keanu just like has this like aura about him that's yeah. like yeah he's got us some charisma yeah, yeah. and it, it's always just like something that I enjoy watching and I feel like he could kind of like play off of this character that's just like I would agree with that. I do everything like he's I not am, like, awkward in a gi yeah yeah but he also is like so ill-defined as a character that it's like hard to form an opinion about him it's yeah. like that was my problem he's just there right but I feel like Keanu's like taken on a lot of those roles as well. Like you know, we watch Johnny Mnemonic, and like that's like a whole like, what the fuck is this guy? Like, oh yeah, he's just kind of like there. I like I like well, this movie Buckaroo Bonds is supposed to be the super genius at everything. Yeah, blah. and like whenever he's expressing that, it's like if you can feel he's just reading the script, and it's like he doesn't understand a word he's fucking saying. Yeah, he's just reading the script, well, and it's and like, it's, like it's, it's so smart. Yeah, and it's like the type of character where it's like everything that the character like needs just like happens within the relevant relevancy of the plot, like whatever they can like manage around. It's like, oh, like yeah, he's a scientist, like just like a general scientist. So it's like, oh, like particle physics. Yeah, he knows that. Oh yeah, like brain stuff. He knows that. Oh yeah, interdimensional travel. Oh yeah, he knows that because he's a science guy. Like it, it's just like character. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can do whatever the plot needs you to do, <laughs> or whatever. I, the, I, I still I still a, have a hard time calling this a plot. Like yeah, yeah I was movie. going to call you out for <laughs> yeah. saying it's whatever the plot needs, Craig. There's no plot. <laughs> yeah. But like I do get the thing that he's less of a character, more of a multi-tool. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, he's a plot device in and of himself. Like the main character is a plot device of like yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife of things that need to be done to accomplish whatever they were to accomplish. Whatever whatever it was that happened, <laughs> yeah. he has the skills for that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Swiss Army knife. Um. All right. Well, any more notes? For... Uh, I just wanted to read a couple like little blurbs uh, that some critics have on um, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Variety magazine says it violates every rule of storytelling and narrative structure. 
in creating a self-contained world of its own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, accurate. And uh, one other guy says, just how much one will be able to jibe with Buckaroo Banzai will hinge on whether or not you're willing to buy into the movie's unabashed lunacy. Yeah. <laughs> also true. Um, oh, see, and Keanu Reeves started acting in 1984 he could have been in this movie we could have had kid keanu Keanu. (laughs) yeah um all right well um yeah that wraps me up uh we want to say thanks to scott uh, for recommending this movie yeah scott tyzik um from our facebook did you guys ever know what keanu reeves name meant because I didn't until now. Was it like Rainbow Over Waterfall or something like that? Cool Breeze Over the Mountains. Oh, I was close. (laughs) Guys, this has been Keanu Corner. Yeah! Yeah, I just I just kind of derailed this whole thing. I'm like, yeah, let's just have a Keanu Reeves appreciation let's just have a Keanu segment moment. here. I mentally cast Keanu in this movie, so, <laughs> so now, I'm just gonna, Keanu now I'm going to go down a Keanu Reeves rabbit hole. Yeah. Welcome to Craig's Keanu Corner. Yes. <laughs> My name starts with a C, so there's only two K's in that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That is fortunate. <laughs> um. So yeah, shout out to Scott. Um, thanks, Scott. Um, yes. Thanks, Scott. But also, I kind of hate you. Yeah. Um, also, boo, Scott. <laughs> also, why did you like this? Watch this. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, on any kind of recommendations, Ricka, Ricky, Rickety Rack to the Rack. Um, Recommendation. I have one. I have a music one. It's um, it's an album. It's, uh, um, do you guys remember Vampire Weekend? Oh. Uh, do I remember that band? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer goes by Rostam. Um, and he is part of a duo, uh, Hamilton, Lighthouser, and Rostam. And they have an album called, uh, I Had a Dream That You Were Mine. And it came out in 2016. And my sister's been trying to get me onto this album for quite some time, like to the point where she, like, fucking almost threw it at me <laughs> it was like you gotta listen to this please and i finally did and my god like i'm serious like I'm, I'm a pretty big music fan and um this is one of my favorite albums i've heard in a while it's uh got a lot of great folk elements to it it's just got a lot of really good americana rock elements to it it's got some excellent examples of just some really good male vocal talent in it um that i appreciate as a former singer and um it's so much fun to sing along to. Um, it's just got some great lyrics. It's really just a home run all around. Uh, yeah, Hamilton, Lighthouser, and Rossum. Uh, I, I had a dream that you were mine. Um, right on, right on. So put that in your ear hole. Nice. So that's mine. <laughs> um, I recommend... <laughs> Netflix movies getting Oscars. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> And what also, we... Steve Sp- Steven Spielberg retiring. Well, <laughs> I recommend that. But what, if, what if Spielberg is only able to get Emmys? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it was a good movie, but it was a Spielberg, so it's just an, it just gets Emmys. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I love me some Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah. Like, classic Steven Spielberg is it like it, it is mean, what it is. Like, he's, yeah. he's made several movies that are like absolute masterpieces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm just like, but, but I mean, yeah, that was an obnoxious comment. Like, and I, was... I actually, I did enjoy Ready Player One, and uh, there was like a particular scene where um, they kind of do like uh, this like 
deep dive into like the shining which is like one of like I was like blown away by like how amazing and seamlessly integrated like they did this within this movie of like holy shit that is fantastic like <laughs> oh, this is how look how well Spielberg can channel um Kubrick, Kubrick yeah. thank you <laughs> wow I felt yeah. that pretty <laughs> well, that, that's like that's what it felt like I mean it was really pretty much like an extended masturbation session for like Steven yeah, Spielberg. Yeah, because so much of it like, is like him referencing himself. Yeah, and and also like him being like, oh yeah, like exactly, like look how well I can do like other people's material. Yeah, look, look how, how well, well I like, can do Zemeckis. Yeah. Look how well I can do Kubrick. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like again, it's not that he's not like an influential, like amazing, like you know, like visionary, you know, uh, filmmaker, like for his time. But at the same time, it's like. Yeah, we get it, Steven Spielberg. Like, but it's time to like let some other people do things because, like, that's like that's the way that the world works. Time moves on, and like other people, like new people, do like visionary things as well. So, yep. like, let's let those people do those things and give them the space and the opportunities and the recognition and acknowledgement, like when they make those things right. happen, whatever the platform is. Because, yeah, sure. Like Hollywood was like the only thing and the major thing and the big thing for movie making then. Now we have new things and that's the way the world works. Right. So let's get on board and like let's fucking like like experience and like love and appreciate art in all of its forms. Like when it's amazing, like let's let it be amazing and not shit uh, yeah, on despite it. who makes it or yeah. despite like what venue it's released through. Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah. So yeah. That's my little Kind Still love you, Steven Spielberg, but uh, yeah, Netflix movies do deserve just as much notoriety as other movies. Yeah, do. people that we love can do shitty things too. So yeah, <laughs> and can be you know shitty. So you know, I love Steven Spielberg, but that was a shitty thing. And yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna double down on a recommendation I'm sure I've made before um, because season three of Better Call Saul is on Netflix now. And guys, <laughs> oh, this show just keeps getting better. <laughs> like, I don't even understand. It started out so good and it, it keeps getting better. <laughs> I, I, I watched like the first three episodes and it, it was just like the time, the timing of it. And I, I just didn't continue. So, oh, I highly recommend just diving into it because it's so good and they really develop Saul as a character and they get like really well into the background of Mike and like once they start really um, playing around with Michael McKeon's character you're like oh this is when it's getting like really awesome so but season three you better call Saul oh yeah cool um right on well um you all have your homework get on these things listen to an album watch some tv and uh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yes fuck everybody get together get together with your dude or or with your lady and, yeah. and just go to town just get down <laughs> so um what are we watching next uh well are we doing logan lucky next or are we doing uh, oh, are we yeah. doing um, well, so yeah we were doing logan lucky next week and then okay the 14th i think so logan logan lucky yeah. is up next um i know very minimal things about this except for daniel craig's in it he plays a southern man with that his hair is d- dyed blonde it's and a heist channing movie. tatum's in it channing tatum's yeah, it's in the it. director of uh, oceans 11 oceans 11 which i also haven't seen um there's race cars yeah it's um, like they're robbing a nascar 
um, venue or something. But I it like I heard it got like really well reviewed and stuff, but just wasn't seen by a ton of people. Right. And I wanted to see I, it. Yeah. I just never. Which is I remember watching the trailer yeah. and being like, oh, this looks like an. Uh, yeah, I remember watching the trailer, <laughs> seeing Daniel Craig doing that southern accent and like having that crazy hair and being like, oh, I'm seeing the shit <laughs> right. out of that movie. I miss me some Daniel Craig outside of Bond. Like, yeah. he's a great actor, and he's I'm, I'm yeah, I miss that. Um, so yeah, uh, stuck for that. Craig, see Ocean's Eleven. Don't bother seeing Twelve or Thirteen. Yeah, I will. Um, I will second that. Ocean's well, I, Eleven, yeah. yes. The sequels, no. I do no. want to see Eight. You same here. Yeah. yeah, I do too. That that looks good. Um, and I am not a fan of reboots, um, <laughs> regardless of what, like how inventive they are. Um, I just you know I want them to be people to be original. But hey, I'm a fan of that. I'm also a fan of uh, Men in Black. Looks actually pretty good. The reboot. Oh, of that. I haven't um, seen that. I forget who the cast they pick for it but uh, it looked I think I was right like, now it's what Chris Hemsworth and uh, a woman and Tessa Thompson yeah yeah I was like Valkyrie and Thor yeah, like now like Men right. in Black yeah that's right I was like fuck yeah that's why yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are two reboots for sure that I'm looking forward to uh, you guys got any shout outs any any kind of shout out at all uh, oh um, uh, Amanda Amanda's culture uh, Amanda Amanda's picks a go-go there we go Sorry, there we go. That's a lot of ghosts. Um, but yeah, um, I've been listening to I'm at, uh, sorry Amanda's Picture Show, a go go. There we go. Ah, there we go. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, listening to that. I just listened to her Oscars episode, and it was pretty hilarious. Um, like, I'm not like huge on the Oscars, but it's like her Super Bowl, so, right? Or yeah, her Super Bowl. That's what it is. Yeah. Reference <laughs> sports ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I, I've just never really like been like I'm like I like the movies that I like and I honestly don't really care whether they get Oscars or not right, except yeah. for like Get Out which I was like needs to win all of the things but right, right. that's like just because I love it so much yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah um, her Oscars wrap up episode was really good and she is you know on all of the podcasting places and on uh, Twitter which we will just tag because I can't think of the tag right now cool um, and well Speak, yeah. Speaking of the Twitterverse, uh, we are on it at IWITWT. Follow us there. Uh, give us a movie recommendation. We will do it. Um, it might take us a month, but we will do it. Um, and we might shit on your movie, but we will do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was a listener recommendation. Yeah. And see how that turned out for that. Yeah. Well, so was uh, A Necessary Death. And yeah. Know, yeah. that one turned out. Yeah, we poop <clears throat> on your movie. Um, it, it's not. A, don't take it personal. Um, our, it's we're, all subjective. It's like, all subjective. People are yeah, entitled we're to fan. like whatever the fuck yeah. they like. We're, we're, and movie we're entitled fans. not to like it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I can understand why a person would like this movie. Uh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. It just like uh, all the recommendations that we've yeah. received. I, I, I get, I understand all of them. Um, our opinions probably are, you know, met with some like, what the fuck are they thinking? You know, it, um, hey, you know, like Craig said, this is a subjective world we're discussing. So therefore, we're right all the time. Um, <laughs> follow facts me. Facts don't matter. Facts don't matter, except for mine. Um, <laughs> follow me on the Twitter at the Bucks. I am at Catharticus. I am at Colin Munch. Uh, follow Julie at Miss Julie Fan. Yeah. And I found it. It's Amanda Pick Show. There we Amanda's go. Amanda's <clears throat> Pick Show. Follow that. There we go. Follow that. Follow. Follow that. Um, yeah. But, uh, go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, IWYTWT for some discussion on movies and also recommendations. We recommend stuff there. Go Rockies! Join us next week for Logan Lucky. Haha. Ha.